Welcome back to the Mortgage Heroes Weekly Podcast. I'm your host, Andy. Today, we're going to take a look back at some of the more memorable moments from the first half of our show season. This year has definitely had a lot of ups and downs with the Fed, the economy, bank failures, buyer's resurgence, among other things. So we hope that you enjoy this mid-year check-in recap show. First up from episode 11, Reverse Mortgages to the Rescue, Memo tells a story that Andy and Brian have never heard about. His grandfather had a food truck called La Vaca, which is cow, and a paid off house. What was that all about? You bring it up, it just reminds me like my grandfather and my grandmother, my grandfather worked. Like yeah. he worked. He had this mm. truck where he, he would sell produce. Mm. So he'd wake up at two in the morning, go load up like for milk and stuff yeah. like that because you couldn't leave wow. it on the truck. And then he'd go, they call this big truck La Vaca, which yeah. means the cow, right? The cow, he yeah. even had a, a horn that <laughs> it would go, <laughs> right? So, it, like, seriously, he'd go to a corner and people already knew, like, he's there. So they'd come. It's kind of like the ice cream man, right? When they come and like, they hear this day, here comes the ice cream man. But in my case, here comes the vaca. Here comes the cow to sell produce. Like, groceries, right? Like tortillas. He would sell all that stuff. So we would wake up at 2 in the morning, you know, just to go load up. And I would go visit during, you know, the weekends or not the weekends. I'm sorry. When there was, like, breaks at school. Mm-hmm. And I love it because... Wow. Not waking up that early, but I love it like going with them because I already know he's going to treat me how to get like the best cereal, like Cocoa yeah, Puffs yeah, or yeah. Lucky Charms. <laughs> I want to be Lucky Charms, you know yeah. what I mean? So I like do stuff like that. So we'd go over there, load up the tortillas and all that stuff. But I would see how hard he would work. Mm. So he'd go to this place. I didn't know it, but that was actually, he was an Uber driver at that time. So that's what I was just going to say. I'm Uber like, delivery, Uber right? Eats? Uber Eats? Uber Eats? Uber Eats. You know, Someone or he was Amazon already, right? Yeah. He was Amazon delivering, you know what I mean? Like, that's pretty crazy. But we would see this and um, thinking back, I would never see him travel. Mm-hmm. Ever, right? He was just working because wow. he would do that Monday through Sunday. Sometimes right, right. he'd go to like my dad and my uncles, they play in a soccer team. So he'd go watch them. And that would, as far as they go, but he had to make it quick mm. because he had to go pick up the vaca. Yeah. Right? Yeah. The, oh, wow. the vaca's got to go back home. So we got to go reload and do the same thing over. Wow. So long story short, his house was paid off. His oh. house was paid off. Two bedroom house, mm. one bathroom right he did one of those patio covers so that mm-hmm. we could all sleep in there the garage oh. was a one car garage we had like five beds we would break the beds because we uh. jump on these things right <laughs> adu back in the day we did, it was an adu right yeah. but wow they didn't know leveraging you know they didn't know yeah. the, the 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 word leverage to utilize their home mm. so that maybe they could have taken that time off maybe they could have gone out there yeah. and visit you know this beautiful world yeah instead we're a small little speck in la so you bringing it up it just brought me to that so wow. i appreciate that's that of course you know that's and i want to share that all these years i've never heard i just <laughs> never knew that that's amazing. yeah i know me too i was like oh, yeah full really of stories cool. And next up from episode 12, bank failure. We have to talk about this. We discussed the Silicon Valley bank failure. Who's to blame? Plus, Andy and Brian got into a little argument. And, and here's the thing that's yes. also a little bit, here's the other thing that's a little bit uh, um, take startling about that is that until it happened, it's almost like no one knew what was going to happen. Yeah. It was like, it just boom, it happened. Almost yeah. like a light went off, like, oh, like that fast, it yeah. just happened. It's well, true. You know what? You mentioning that. I, yeah, it was like literally out of nowhere. Oh, big headline. Right. Yeah. Did, yeah. Going yeah. Crash Did you zone? see any, like anything? Where, like, there was nothing in the horizon. Like, oh, no. And no oh, and nothing like Everglade, maybe, right? Like we knew Everglade. Everland. Yeah. Everland. Like Everland. Did SVB 
CEO just going to run, getting a whole bunch of awards and a whole bunch of stuff, and they, then seven months or seven weeks after he got promoted to CEO yeah. later. Yeah, but also one of their risk management. One of their oh risk yeah, they were without risk management for like over eight months. Vacant for like eight months. Yeah. So that but, means but like see, the, the risk hide. That's everybody's cool. Everybody know how to manage and risk. I think that's nope. the part that's a little. <laughs> I'm. A, I hate uh, the best one I can. But you can't blame nefarious. it on that, you know, because obviously well, this but is. But can I, you? I'm going to argue that. Can you? Well, okay. So then that means that that sole person or that sole department was just sole responsibility was to make sure that they mitigate risk. Okay. Let me ask you a question. So if for eight months I didn't show up and do my work, Ah, would anyone else else here at Mortgage Heroes finally raise their hand and go, hey guys, this might be a problem. Andy's not here and we have no one doing our media and no one doing our business development. Well, when you put it in that way, I think it'd be like easy. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Guys, so at some point, guys, as, a, as guys. a manager, a supervisor, a board of directors, <laughs> you have to go. Wait a minute. This is a key position yeah. at yeah. our at our institution, and this person is missing. This job is going unfulfilled. So in this case, it's risk. But yeah. but I'm saying if I was missing, I was. The missing That's why media that person guy. is hired for that position is yeah. to help us understand and have an overview as we move forward where we're at. Thank yeah. you, Andy. And now I know for a so fact we sense? can't let you go for. No. <laughs> no. Yeah, no. Thank you for. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, wow, I you're to, good. <laughs> Reverse psychology. I have to admit, we have to scratch that conversation yesterday's. What I what I have to admit is what you're asking is a valid question. Yeah, yeah. Is like, is it really that person's fault? No, yeah. it's actually not just only one person's yeah. fault. It's many people's fault. Yeah, of course. Because if we let that happen here at our company, and we go, oh, there's this huge, massive void that causes risk to our business, and we don't address it. Well, as leaders and owners of our own company, yeah. here, we are responsible for and, that. And that's, you know, where I was going with it, where it's like, obviously, you know, headlines and everything says, oh, we didn't have a, a risk mitigator. Well, okay, mm-hmm. well, you still have a whole company. You still have a CEO. You still have this person. You still got right. that person. Like, how, how? I don't think that's a valid d- answer. D- you know? Jumping over to episode 18, better credit now costs more? We had the difficult task of explaining Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac's loan-level price adjustments, trying to wrap our heads around it, asking and answering how is it that we are now charging responsible people with higher credit more while unequally applying a benefit to those who have not been as credit disciplined? Yeah, if the sarcasm isn't thick enough yet, guys, no one here at this table is happy about this, and so we're going to talk about it today. Yeah. Um, we have to, we have to. Again, this is another thing where we have to like let's talk about what's actually happening. This is not good for most people, but we have to at least address it. Let's discuss it. Let's talk about some opinions and perspective. Who wants to start with what is it? Jeez, LLPA. What does that acronym stand for, there, Brian? Loan level price adjustments. Jesus, that's right. So, loan level price adjustments are coming, everyone. Uh, actually, no, they already took effect on May 1st. Yeah. Shoot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so we're already a couple days into it. Um, loan level price adjustments are basically price adjustments to deliver the loans to Fannie and Freddie that are imposed on borrowers. The banks do not absorb these fees. That's the first thing you need to know, is these price adjustments will adversely affect people with better credit as of May 1st, just a few days ago. Essentially, what's going to happen is that if you have good credit and you have a sizable down payment you're actually gonna get you know a lot higher fees to be able to you know get your mortgage that's opposed, correct opposed to those that have low credit minimal funds for the down payment it looks like they're getting a discount yeah. Yep. So yeah. I'm excited to get into that. So now let's be clear that every single loan that's that gets delivered to Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac does come with fees. So this yeah, isn't like, absolutely. oh, some people are paying fees and some people are not. No, no, it's not like yeah. that. It's just that they recalibrated the chart mm. based on credit score and down payment amount. That's right. So if you have a higher than 680 credit score, the fee to deliver your loan is now higher than it was. And if you have a 680 credit score or below, the fee to deliver your loan is now lower than it used 
used to be. So <laughs> yeah, that's an article crazy. that I read said uh, under the revised LLPA pricing structure, a home buyer with 745 FICO credit score and a 15 to 20% will face a 1% surcharge, which is an increase of maybe 0.75%. Wait, wait, what was the credit score you said? 720? 740. 740, which is 15 to 20%. That's crazy. They're going to face a 1% surcharge that will increase uh, 7.5% compared to 2.5, which is what it was before. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I see what you're saying. So from a quarter percent to 1% fee. That's crazy. So, okay, so let's get this clear. 15 to 20% down. With a 740 credit score, hmm. it used to be a charge to deliver the loan to Fannie Freddie. The charge was a quarter percent. Now the charge is 1%. Yes. So when, Dang. Ab- when absorbed into a mortgage, it's slightly less than a quarter percentage point. And then on a $400,000- Is that on average? That's the average, isn't it? Yeah, more or less. And uh, I mean, this is based off the information wow. I got from well, that, that article on uh, uh, the New York Post. But on a $400,000 loan, 6% origination rate, the buyer can expect their payment to rise by 40%. Yeah, I'm looking wow. at this- $40. I'm looking at this right now. Even at a 700 credit score, the fee yeah. that was 1% is now at one and a one half. half. Yeah. So wow. it's one and a half. Up. That one and a half. Now, now comparatively, let's say, okay, let's go to 640. So at 640, someone had a, let's say, so at a 640 credit score and 15 right, to 20% down, it was a three and a quarter cost to deliver that loan. Yes. Three and a quarter. That has now been reduced to two and a half. So that is a 75 basis points for the better Yes. for a 640 credit score. <laughs> okay, so this took Are effect May 1st. Are we reverse engineering this? This yeah. is crazy. I, I've seen nothing but people livid about this. Am yeah. I, is, that, is there other stuff out there that I'm missing? Or are you guys just seeing the same? Everyone's just mad. You know, this is just, I don't know if I want to say mad. This is just disappointing, right? Like, okay, yeah. Are, no, really, are we really going in the right direction here? You know, with everything else that just keeps going up, yeah. like our gas, our utility bills, and all that stuff, do we keep adding to this? Are we trying to discourage people to do these things? I mean, we're yes, encouraging the like people it. with the lower yeah. credit scores and discouraging the people that, hey, you know what? I'm paying my stuff on time. My credit matters, right? And so, therefore, I get penalized for that? It kind of makes you feel in that disappointment. That's crazy. It's just... Uh, uh, yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. I, I've been trying to think, you know, in getting prepared for the, today's show, I was yeah. thinking like, where else is this happening? Is this happening in other areas of credit life? And I, I don't know because I don't know. Yeah. Is it happening in car loans right now? Is this happening in personal lines of credit? Like everything we know that is weighted with credit, yeah. it, it has a tiered system of cost connected to the credit worthiness and the trustworthiness yeah. of the borrower. Well, hopefully it doesn't stick around. You know yeah. what I mean? Because well, of all that. the resistance and you know, upsetness from people Industry they're pressure, getting even. like, we don't want this. This is, this is no good. I like, just feel it's get a, out of here. Like it's a fee just to be able to get more, you know, more money flowing their way. And of in course. reality, it doesn't really, aff- it, it, well, it, but it's I don't like think the same it, amount of money. It's it, just where it's coming from. I just don't like, if we start having all these, you know, low, lower, uh, uh, lower approved bars start getting into the market, yeah. you know, they already show that they have a bad history of being, you know, responsible with their finances. So yeah. it's like setting them up for failure if they don't already have yeah. the habits behind, you That's know, so what they got to do in yeah. order to keep that house, right? So you're Great rewarding point. them for paying their bills not on time. And people that strive their whole life to get a perfect credit profile to work on their finances and help yeah. their family get to a better position, you're telling me that they just did that for you know 
just to help the people yeah. that don't. Now Good I could point. see I could see where on the lower yeah. credit tiers you reduce the fee yeah. to help people have a lower cost of home acquisition and home yeah. ownership. I understand that. Yeah. What I don't understand is taking that reduced fee on the lower end of the credit scale and tacking that on to the higher end of the credit scale. Yeah. That does not make sense to me. So I guess I guess the way I'm just describing this is I'm one-sided about it, is yeah, go ahead and give people that may have lower credit score a reduced cost to have their mortgage delivered yeah. to Fannie Freddie. Fine. Yeah. But why are we penalizing people that have 700, 720, 740, 780? Yeah. Why are we doing that? That know. to me doesn't make sense. We run so many DU approvals, yeah. right? That's yeah. an automated underwriting system. Yep. Okay. We know that when you're either single, yeah. right? Applying by yourself. If your credit scores are usually under 640 conventionally, it's pretty hard for that to get accepted. Yeah. 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 You know what I mean? So yeah. usually we got to see like the higher credit scores and I I like to say maybe 680, but I've been seeing more 720s, 740s yeah. and single higher debt to income ratios. No problem. Yeah. You, you get yeah. approved. Where I've seen 640, low debt to income ratios, and it just it denies it. It doesn't yeah. like it. Wow. You know? So those are the things that we got to also consider. Yeah. And those are things that, you know, they're just saying, hey, these are the new level price, loan level price adjustments, but they don't know all the other facts that go behind that sure. approval. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you there's know? a lot of yeah, more that the variables. great. But it doesn't really benefit you in the way that I mean, if you still didn't pay your stuff on time, the system's right. gonna read that. It, well, yeah, this, this doesn't help people like qualify. Yeah, no, no, this no. isn't this isn't like jumping people across the fence of home ownership. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like we gotta give the true facts here. Yeah, you know, and that's why I like doing this because we understand the back end of it. Yeah, where the consumer doesn't understand the back of it, and they're like, well, wait a minute, it says that if I have a six forty, I benefit. Yeah, well, you have to get approved first. Too. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the, the AUS system has to approve you. Yeah. yeah. Right? Once we get that approval, what that means is this loan gets sold off in the secondary market. Without yeah. that, uh, it doesn't it's, matter. It's, yeah. yeah. It's all for and not. then the rates aren't as favorable. Nope. So let's just consider that as well. Right. And yeah. you know, even um, though the cost of delivered is cheaper, the rate's still not going to be in your favor. Th- exactly. Yeah. yeah. Huge mortgage corporations are already sending these emails or in contact with the people that are in charge right. of making these things happen right. saying, hey, yeah. this is at no benefit to the consumer at all. So yeah. what are we doing here? And yeah. I believe that it's really just comes down to back to what we said, staying informed of what's going to happen. That's you know, it. Being informed, I think, is the most important thing right now because then it's going to let you know how yeah. to pivot, how to move, how to take the right decisions. But if you're just getting the information yeah. and not taking decisions or making impulsive decisions, you're going to not reap the benefits Absolutely. of the opportunities. And on to episode 20, our three by three market opinion conversation five months into 2023. Buyers are back. Sellers are in the driver's seat again. Consumers care about face-to-face more than ever. Memo shares a buyer story. What will rates look like for the rest of the year? And are we actually going to have foreclosures or not? Just like last week we spoke on the podcast, uh, you know, one of our clients competed against 30 plus offers. Yeah. And that 29 yeah. of them still, you know, were out of a house. So right. that's one of the things that we're starting to see in this present yeah. market here in San Diego, that a lot of people are still out there shopping, shopping uh, for houses, wow. sending yeah. multiple offers in and uh, it's, it's, it's a frenzy. Sorry. Wait, 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 Brian. 30 offers. 30 offers. 30. Yeah, 30. What was the price range? The price range was five. Okay. We, we got, no, no, we got in at 665. Six. 
Hey, before we would say that's a great price. I mean, six sixty five sure. is still high. Yeah, but that is it's still within the family. But house. there's the demand right yeah. there. There's still yeah. that media where that income where most of the families fit in that range. Yeah. So one but of wow. the things there for my advice is be flexible with your offer and also just be realistic with your plan and your approach. Mm. You know. Yeah. So it's it's there was a slight window earlier in the year where there was a buyer's market or some sort of site that it was going to be a buyer's yeah. market, but that got gobbled up real mm-hmm. quick. Mm-hmm. Um, I like how you say that gobbled <laughs> yeah. up. Yeah, right. honestly, did. Yeah, uh, we saw it and it's gone now. Yeah, gone. So you know that that's just you know how I'd be looking at the market if yeah. I was in you know in, in entering it myself or presently in it. <laughs> Mine was what I've noticed the difference moving forward now, and I think the pandemic did this is they want more face to face. Yeah, yeah. They 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 want to see if yeah. you're probably concerned. Like, is he winking? I almost feel like Jerome Powell, right? If he hesitates, like there goes my rate or there goes the market, right? Right. But they want to see hmm. how we're treating that, you know. So our facial expressions, whatever's happening, they want to feel that we're confident is what yeah. I'm taking. So more face to face, and they're actually now calling it future future pacing. This is where you're really putting you know, um, creating an action plan for them, having clarity on what their options are. Yeah. So that that way they can foresee when the future, if they do identify the home or they're looking to refinance or they're looking to do a project, whatever it is, they want to know their options. Yeah. They're asking for more information is what I'm seeing. Yeah. You know, which is great. Yeah. So I think the better prepared we are with these things, the better we're going to serve our community. (laughs) Yeah. And then I I, I actually want to share a couple of stories that we did just to kind of give more clarification what's going on right with the buyer's market. But we recently opened escrow and the seller now announced, right? No seller concessions. Mm -hmm. We're not going to do a three, two, one by down, but we were smart not to offer with any of that because that's the only way it would go. Um, in my case, it was only five offers mm. there, right? Um, Still. And that's what the, the, the agent says. We don't know for sure. They just counters back with the seller multiple counter offer. Yeah. That's all we know. You know, they could be fluffing. Who knows? Anyways, we got accepted. The seller to remain in possession for 30 days at no cost. Mm. Like, oh, wow. We used to see that back in the day. Yeah. Now it's coming back. Wow. Right? We have another one where client gets an escrow for a million dollars. And this is a true, this is a close, close, almost family. I can, I I can, I can say that it's family, right? Million dollar purchase goes in, does his home inspection. Cause that's what your due diligence is as a buyer. Do your home inspection. This is the time to negotiate whatever repairs or for you to just say, this is not my property. Yeah. Right. Goes in there. HVAC comes back. It's, it's done. So. Right, even though oh. the house was built back in 2004, um, AC unit also they just used it to its max and had other repairs. It was about total uh, uh, repairs nineteen thousand. Mm-hmm. So it comes okay. back, no credit, sold as is. We already have other buyers lined up. This is a million dollar house, guys. Whoa. You know, let's take pride of ownership here, right? Wow. So no credits, no nothing. We probably would have been happy with just give us something, 5,000 yeah. or yeah. I don't something. know. Yeah. Throw us a like, loan here. Something, you know? But guys, they're willing to pull out, put the house wow. back so in they the didn't market. Have to move at all. Let's see if we Ooh. can just get more. I'll wow. call the other person that wow. somebody an offer. Those are the <laughs> things we're seeing. Those are the facts. Buyer resurgence in San Diego dovetails in the second thing, which is rates are going sideways. So the, the, the term sideways refers to it like if you look left to right on a graph chart, 
and every single day there's a dot where the rate was that day at closing it's just going left and right it's just going to the right it's not going like really far up really far down really far up like yes there's some whiplash effects connected to the fed or certain things economically happening but in general Rates are sideways within yeah. a range of like a quarter to a half, yeah. which sounds like a lot, but think of that in the context of where we're at now. We're in the sixes. Okay, so we're talking about six and a quarter to six and a half or 6.75. Yeah. That's With still dram- dramatically higher than two and a quarter or three or three and a half. Three so times so a quarter to a half point change in this kind of environment that might normally be considered a little volatile, that's kind of normal. This yeah. is just what it's at. That's yeah. what I'm seeing. And I'm watching it every day as certain things are influencing that rate. Yeah. And look, the Fed not buying mortgage-backed securities is a big part of this. Uh, what they have to do to fight the economy, specifically inflation, specifically unemployment, that has a lot to do with this. So I think rates are going to go for the rest of the year sideways. Yeah. I really do. I, I don't see any case for them to go really, really high or honestly, really low. Yeah. There's Ain't really no happen. there's no backstop outside of the market yeah. operating on its own devices that's coming in to force rates artificially yeah. or on purpose lower. Yeah. Uh, that's number two. Number three is um, I think that mass foreclosures are going to be avoided because people have equity. Oh, yeah. So this idea that I keep seeing, and I understand the argument from the data and the graph perspective where people are saying, oh, there, there's, there's going to be unemployment and there's going to be mass foreclosures. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. Yeah. So let, even if there are millions of people of that go unemployed, yeah. first of all, only a certain part of them are homeowners. Some of them are renters already. And then of that segment, a lot of them, if they bought their house anytime before 2022, it has equity. Oh, a ton. So it has a ton of equity. And I don't think that all those are going to go down the line of foreclosure. Yeah. If they do, that might just be out of behavioral stubbornness or un- a willingness to let unwillingness to let go or something like that. Yeah. But I do think that the mass foreclosure situation is not going to happen. There will always be foreclosures because there are. Because there has to be. But connected yeah. specifically to a lot more unemployment throughout yeah. the rest of this year and in 2024, I think people are going to sell, yeah. take their equity, pay off their debt, keep out of bankruptcy, that kind of thing. And that's it. Thank you so much for joining us for our 2023 first half recap highlight show. With this many doozies, I'm sure the second half of the year has some surprises up its sleeves. I mean, why wouldn't it? And remember to subscribe on YouTube, Apple, and Google. We'll see you again next week.